Welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm your host, and we talk about things all related to health, wellness, daily routines, and becoming 1% better every single day. All right, we just got back from vacation on Sunday, or actually Saturday evening, and I spent the whole day yesterday just getting ready for a new week. This was kind of my first Monday of the new year, so I spent a lot of Sunday and Monday just resetting and getting ready for the new week and the new year. I had a ton of stuff that I did on vacation because we drove to Arizona. That is where my sister lives. So we did like a little mini family vacation where we could all get together for the holidays. And I had a ton of downtime in that drive to just kind of work on daily planning, getting my time blocking schedule ready, and just setting routines for myself. But I also took a ton of time off. We rented a big house together and we all stayed together in this house, had a spa day, and just spent some time recharging and resetting for the new year. And honestly, it might be my new favorite way to start the new year. I was actually really hesitant about this vacation just because I'm so big on routines and I didn't know that I wanted to start the new year this way. But we literally were traveling on the first day of the new year, and I ended up getting a lot of work done that whole travel day. Then I pretty much just like took the rest of the week off, and I honestly came back feeling so well-rested and recharged that even yesterday, I woke up and just started cleaning my entire house, took down all the Christmas decorations, went to the grocery store, and got together so many different projects and brand deals. And it was a very productive day, like from the moment I woke up to the time I went to bed. And I even woke up this morning super productive and ready to create a bunch of content. So it's kind of my new favorite way to start the new year because I just felt like I had a bunch of rest and I was fully ready even after the holidays because the holidays can just kind of feel draining. And I kind of feel like I needed that reboot where I just took time and we spent time together and just did some fun things versus just jumping right into the new year. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll do it again, but I honestly really did enjoy it and I'm feeling very productive and motivated in the new year. So regardless of how you do it, I just think it's an important reminder to give yourself rest and really avoid burnout. I was feeling really unproductive right after the holidays and even just during that whole month of December, kind of unmotivated and unsure about my content, just kind of feeling a little burnt out and not really sure what direction I wanted to head in. And after vacation, it's kind of just become more clear. I had more time to evaluate things, sit down and just do some tedious tasks that have been weighing on me and kind of at the back of my to-do list because there's been so much going on just in daily life. But now I'm feeling very inspired and I think it's really due to the amount of rest that I gave myself and just giving myself time to recharge and feel, get away from that burnout feeling. I even took some time to read a book on my drive home and just took the whole day to just kind of relax and enjoy my time. And even that alone, I feel like it was just some self-care time for me versus feeling like I had to pressure myself to get back into work and get back into my routine even on the drive home. I just spent time reading and preparing for getting ready for the week. 
And I honestly think we've all forget about the rest part, especially in the new year. There's just so much going on with new workout programs, new nutrition programs, and kind of everyone wanting to get a fresh start for the new year, which I think is great because it really does help you push to become 1% better. But I also think it can be a lot, especially if you had a really stressful month and you're already feeling burnt out and you just jump into a new program and a new diet program and really it becomes more restrictive and it becomes more challenging. And I don't think it's necessarily as beneficial as meeting yourself where you are. And I think everyone's a little bit different. If you had a really restful December and you're ready to go, like that's great and you should do that. But if you find yourself feeling burnt out, but also unmotivated, I don't think you have to feel the pressure of the new year to get started right away. I think you can take time for yourself, get the rest you need and avoid that burnout. I watch so many people quit after a short time with their workout programs, especially in the new year, because they are dealing with such a restrictive workout program. They're burnt out. They're not really sure what to do next, and it's not sustainable. And not having the right plan and not having the right mindset can really affect you, and it will lead you to quitting at some point in time because it's just too overwhelming. So you have to set yourself up for success and make sure that you're giving yourself enough balance in between your routine of rest and hard work so that you can keep going. But it's also really important to know what the right workout plan is for you and creating one that is sustainable and one that you're going to stick to. So today we're going to be talking about creating a consistent workout plan and one that is going to help you see the results that you want, along with potentially reasons why you are not seeing results currently with the workout plan you're doing and other factors that are contributing to why you might not be seeing results. And the first thing I want to drill in your head before we go into different workouts and why you might not be seeing results is you need to stop overcomplicating it. So many people will overcomplicate their diet and their workout plan because there's so much information out there and you will start doing research after you start a workout program and discover that maybe your workout program isn't right because this information contradicts it. And it really comes down to a few things on both nutrition and on fitness. For nutrition, you need to know two things. You need to either know what you're going to be doing if you're going to be losing fat or if you want to be building muscle. And you also need to know if your metabolism is in a healthy place to be dieting and which direction you need to go. A lot of women will start by trying to lower their calories further than where they currently are. And a lot of people that start coaching with me are drastically under the amount of calories that they need to be eating because they've been dieting for years or they've been told that they need to eat less and less and less to lose weight. And the reason why you want to know this is because of the goal that you're going to have. Are you trying to lose fat or are you trying to build muscle? If you're trying to lose fat, technically you need to be in a calorie deficit. However, that being said, if your metabolism is really, really slow and it's not working properly, you'll find that no matter what, how low the calorie deficit you go to, your body is not going to prioritize burning fat because it's not in a place where your metabolism is running effectively. And your metabolism is your fat burning machine. So you want this running fast and you want this prioritizing fat as fuel. So you need to understand where you're at if you're eating too little and then what steps you need to take next. This is where it gets really custom and I generally recommend that you work with a coach because you want to do this right. But the one thing I want to highlight here is that it doesn't require that you stop eating certain foods. You do not have to be eating necessarily a 100% clean diet and you can't be eating any sweets and you can't be eating pastas in order to see results. I want that to just 
get out of your head because that's where the misinformation comes from. And that's where it gets really complicated is where people believe that they can't eat foods or enjoy themselves. You have to have an 80, 20 rule in all aspects of your life. Enjoy your foods 20% of the time. Make sure you have balance in your meals 80% of the time and focusing on whole nutrient dense foods. That's just how it works. If you have that balance, then you're not going to feel restricted and therefore it's a sustainable diet and lifestyle. You don't feel like you're constantly dieting. You don't feel like you're constantly under eating and you don't feel like it's impossible to keep going because it's just a way of life. You have a fast and efficient metabolism and you have balance. So you feel healthy, you feel strong, and you're seeing results. And that's where it all comes from. It's not because you're eating pasta. It's not because you're eating a certain food. It's because you don't have the right balance and because you don't have your metabolism in an efficient burning mode. I'm going to do a whole other podcast around macro counting and different things around dieting. I don't think you necessarily have to macro count, but I do think that a lot of people are on that path right now in the new year. And it could be extremely helpful to just kind of dive deep into that. So we'll get a little bit further in that conversation on another podcast episode, but the same goes for your workout routine. You have to be training for your fitness level and doing the right program, meeting where you, where you're at. And you also have to be focusing on progressive overload. Those are the two key components to a good workout program. This means you'll constantly be challenging yourself, but also not switching it up and feeling at a loss when a six-week program ends and not sure what to do next. So these are the first things that I tell everyone that they should master before they start looking at their workout program or their diet and questioning why they're not seeing results. These are the eight most important things that you have to have mastered and are consistent with in order to start seeing results. And I truly believe that these all need to be aligned in order for you to see results. I don't care if you're working out five to six days a week. I don't care if you're working out really hard. If you're dieting really clean, if you don't have these in line with all of that, you're not going to be seeing results or you're at least not going to be seeing the results you want to be seeing. The first is to drink enough water, at least your weight in ounces of water, but you can aim for a gallon a day. Again, everyone is a little bit different with the amount of water that is necessary for them. And you have to take this gradually because if you just start going from one glass of water to a gallon of water, you're going to be in the bathroom all day. So do it gradually and don't overwhelm yourself. You'll also become very mineral deficient if you do that. So it's important to kind of learn how much water that you need and make sure you're adding minerals back into your diet. Um, and not just flushing them out, but I, it's very important that you drink enough water. A lot of people don't drink enough water. It helps you with fatigue and make sure that you're well hydrated. You feel better. Your digestion is working better. Your skin looks better. Everything is well improved when you drink enough. So it's important that you drink enough and that you are hydrating yourself so that when you're working out, you feel like you have enough energy and you're staying hydrated through your workouts. The next is that you're eating enough protein and you're eating protein at every meal, A lot of people don't prioritize this, and I see this a lot when clients first sign on with me. They are significantly under their protein goal or what I would have them at when we get started, and it's because they don't have balanced meals. They don't eat enough protein at each meal, and they don't have enough protein throughout their day. This is the king macronutrient when it comes to all of the macros because you use protein for protein synthesis, your body uses that, and protein synthesis is when your body is using the protein to fill the gaps and help you rebuild your muscles. 
And it also is important for rebuilding cells. So having enough protein is very essential and it's going to be one of the only ways that you're going to be building muscle and regaining all the strength from when you're working out. When you work out, your body is getting these tiny little tears in them because you are putting stress on the muscles. And in order for them to get stronger, you have to rebuild that. So that requires fuel and specifically protein. Next is to aim for seven to 10,000 steps a day. The amount that cardio is emphasized and the amount that walking is underemphasized is kind of crazy to me. Walking is a great form of cardio. It's a great way to get an extra activity that is going to help you burn more calories. And walking is very low impact. You can be doing this through chores throughout the day. You can go for a couple walks every single day. But it's just a great way to keep moving and make sure that your body is staying very active. And when your body is active and doing things, your body is burning more calories. It's also just a great way to get an extra cardiovascular activity. And walking is just a great thing for you. So aiming for that amount of steps is a good range to kind of be at every single day. And make sure that you're moving enough throughout the day. Next, you want to focus on prioritizing micronutrients as much, if not more, than macronutrients. I think that micronutrients are really underutilized and macronutrients are really praised. Macronutrients are proteins, the fats, the carbs, the things that are are essential in large quantities. Your micronutrients are your vitamins, minerals, and they come from your fruits, vegetables, and extra supplementation, but they are super important and they're important for your energy, important for your overall health. And you need to prioritize making sure you're getting enough of them and making sure you're getting enough, especially of fruits and vegetables and having variety in your diet, not just focusing on the protein and carbs and fats aspect, because that's kind of when they leave out the micronutrients and you're not eating as much of a whole food diet then. You are then focusing on what the back of a label says, and you kind of want to get away from that. You shouldn't be eating a majority of your diet coming from a label. You should be eating it from whole food sources. The sixth tip is making sure that you're aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Sleep is so important. It's when your hormones balance out. It's when everything recharges and resets. Your cells repair themselves. It's such an essential time for your body to repair. And this especially comes after lifting weights. You're taxing your body all day long. And this is the time for your body to recover. So you need to prioritize your sleep. And this comes from a healthy routine schedule, your morning routine and your nighttime routine. So balancing those out so that you can get a healthy amount of sleep. And I hear this a lot. If you're not getting enough sleep, I don't care what you say. If you say that you don't feel like you need it, if you don't feel like you're tired, your body needs sleep. And you could probably drop that down to like six to nine hours. You don't necessarily have to have the seven to nine hours, but you should be averaging out around those seven to eight hours a night because it is so essential for results. And when you're lacking in sleep, I see more times than not that people are lacking in results. Number seven is weightlift three to five days a week. I know that there's a huge fear around weightlifting for women and getting bulky, but it is one of the best forms of exercise. It helps you build muscle and it is really what is needed to get a lot of that tone look that women are looking for. It doesn't necessarily have to be weightlifting. It can be resistance training, but you need to be basically training your muscles and strengthening them. But weightlifting is a great way to do that. It's great for bone health. It's great for your hormones, and it really does help you build that muscle mass. So I recommend lifting weights around three to five days per week. 
And then number eight is adding in cardio one to two days per week. I don't want you doing cardio seven days a week. I don't want you doing excess amounts of cardio. When you have too much cardio, you're really stripping your body of a lot of essential nutrients and you're probably not eating enough at that point, unless you're training for a marathon or you're doing something that specifically requires you to do a lot of cardio, you need to nix that and kind of get it in a balanced category of mostly weight training and sprinkling in that cardio because it's definitely not going to be the thing that gets you the most results, but you still want to have cardio. The other exception to that would be walking. Walking is a form of cardio. And again, I recommend that you do that daily, but it's low impact cardio. What we're talking about here is more of the high impact cardio, the hit training and the Tabata and the things that are going to be really straining on you. And you don't want to be doing them back to back. You really need to be doing those at most one to three days a week. Once you have those eight things nailed down, then and only then do I recommend you focus on changes to your workout plan and changing up the intensity, changing your diet and your nutrition and other things that might be affecting your plateau. But if you're not doing those things consistently, you're not looking in the right places because those are all of the daily habits and the daily things you need to be doing consistently so that you can reach your goals. Those are the things that are going to help you reach your goals. Your workout program and your nutrition are just as important, but there may be nothing wrong with those things. It could be the essentials and your daily habits and the things that you're not doing consistently that are causing you to not reach the results that you want. Now, the one thing that you need to pay attention to when it comes to your workout program is you have to have consistency and you have to be doing the same workouts. I think that this is something that not a lot of people want to talk about and something you don't really want to hear because it can get boring, but most workout programs that are successful are very routine and very much the same. People who are the strongest are doing pretty much the same exercises all of the time. It's really the same workout program. You're not changing it up. You're not trying a bunch of new exercises all the time. You've more than likely done them at some point in time, especially when you're trying to master it. So it really comes down to consistency and it comes down to progressive overload. You're still going to be doing the same workout program. You're still going to be training a lot of the same exercises. There's going to be some things where you spice it up and your workout program is going to change and you're going to have different exercises, but overall, you're going to be doing the same exercises and you're going to be doing them consistently. That's how you see results, doing the same thing over and over and over again. So you want to make sure that you're building upon your current workout program. This can be changing up some exercises. This can be changing up your weights, your reps, your sets, your tempo, your rest time. There's so many ways to add progression to your workouts and focus on progressing the exercises that you're still seeing changes and you're making sure that you are increasing your muscle mass and getting stronger. But this is super challenging and it takes years, not days. I think that's the one thing that we fall back on. Once we have a six-week program end, we're ready to see significant results. So we jump to the next program and there is too much change in that. You're not giving yourself enough time for the work to take place and see results. You need to be very consistent. You need to put in the work daily and you need to pretty much be doing the same exercises over and over and over again. I actually had a girl come up to me this week at the gym and she asked me how I started to learn doing pull-ups. I was on my third set of them and she was like, I don't know where to get started. I don't know what to do, but how did you start your pull-up journey? 
And I basically told her I didn't have any crazy secret to share with her. I just decided one day I really wanted to get better at them and I really wanted to be able to do a bunch of pull-ups at one time. So I started pretty much during COVID and then I would just do them every single day to failure. I first started with a band and then I slowly was able to do them without the band, but I always did as many reps as possible and I did them every single day. And then when I first started, I was at probably like one potentially. I mean, you're not even going to get one when you first start, even with a band. It's just challenging. You got to work those muscles. But then a couple months later, I was at two or three and then I was doing without the band and so on and so forth. This started probably pre-COVID when I really wanted to get good at pull-ups. So like 2019. So I'm telling her this and she then asked, so it happened pretty fast then when you got rid of the band and then you started doing them daily. And I feel like this is something that's just such a common misconception in the fitness industry. Nothing happens easy and nothing happens in just a couple of days work. I've been working on increasing my weight on so many different exercises for months and not weeks, not days, months. Like I'm not seeing a significant increase in weights and a lot of different exercises because it takes time. You have to be doing enough of it over and over and over again. You have to be consistent with it. You have to be making sure that your form is correct so that you can increase in the weight. And there's so much that goes into it that it's not just an easy one and done thing. In a couple of weeks, you start seeing results and everything kind of just falls into place. Yes, it does in some aspect, but at the same time, when you get to a point of training where you want to do something challenging like pull-ups or you want to do squats and you want to increase your weight, it takes time and the baby steps are so real. You have to be very consistent in the work that you put in and just know it's never going to be easy, but that if you stay consistent with it and you actually pay attention to the mind-muscle connection, you actually pay attention to your form, you pay attention to your reps and your sets, and you focus on a program that works for you and you stick with it, you will see results. It's just going to take time. And the truth behind it is workout programs that are shorter and people want like the instant gratification, it's rare that they stick with them because it doesn't happen so quickly. If you want to see results, you better be in it for the long haul because I've been at this for 10 years and I'm still not at my end goal. I've seen insane progress, but you just keep wanting to go and further and it never stops. So just know that it takes years to build muscle, years, and you have to have all the basics on those other things in line and balanced out like the eight essentials I listed before. So the workout programs that are going to lead you to results and success are the ones that challenge you every single day. So a rule of thumb for all of your workout programs, these should include structure. They should have exercises you do daily and weekly. You're not going to be walking around the gym. You're not going to be using machines that are free. You're going to have structure to your workout plan, and you're going to do those consistently. You're going to have anywhere from three to four compound movements per workout, and then you sprinkle in those isolated movements. Your compound movements work multiple muscle groups at the same time, and your isolated movements work one muscle group. So for example, an isolated movement is a bicep curl. A compound movement would be a squat because you're targeting things like your glutes, your quads, and your hamstring all in one exercise. You're going to allow your body to rest anywhere from 48 to 72 hours in between workouts for the same muscle group. So you're not going to work legs Monday and Tuesday. You're going to work legs maybe one day and then give yourself anywhere from 48 to 72 hours to rest before you work that muscle group again. This allows your body to repair and rebuild. 
then you need to pay attention to your diet. You need a diet that supports your workouts and is enough fuel for you. And you need a plan that's going to work for you. That's balanced. Lastly, your workout plan needs to have progression. You need to know what's next after you reach a point where you're feeling plateaued and that you're not feeling like the program is pushing you enough. If it's not challenging you, it's not changing you. And that needs to be your rule of thumb when you need to start increasing weights or changing things and adding progressive overload. So I want to talk about the different workout programs that I would recommend for different fitness levels and kind of put a gauge out there of where you need to be at based on the fitness level you are. So I'll give you an idea of what you might be looking for at each level so you know where you lie. So the different levels that I will lay out for workout programs are beginner, beginner to intermediate, intermediate, and advanced. And all of these have different things that you'll be looking out for on kind of where you're at fitness level wise and what would be the correct program for you and kind of what each program would look like inside of that. For a beginner, you will likely be completely new to weightlifting and not really sure where to start, and you're probably not having any format in your workouts or any kind of structure and not really sure what to do when you get to the gym. So the one thing you need to be focusing on as a beginner is mastering your form and getting used to different exercises. And the best way to do this is by doing body weight exercises and not really paying attention to weight at this point. What you really want to do is understand different forms and different tempos and kind of paying attention to the mind muscle connection of the exercise and getting used to how it feels. Some of the exercises are going to require weights. For example, something like a lat pull down, you're going to need some sort of weight in order to do the exercise, but you're going to want to be doing some minimal weight at this time just to understand the mind muscle connection and understanding how the exercise is performed where you feel it in the isolated area. For example, when you're doing squats, you would be doing body weight squats and just paying attention to keeping your knees right over your ankles, not letting them go past your toes and really pushing your glutes back so that you feel them in your quads, your glutes, and your hamstrings. For a beginner, I recommend anywhere from two to three days of full body functional training. So you're going to kind of mix it up with upper body and lower body exercises in each day. And then your rep range is going to be anywhere from 15 to 20 reps per exercise and anywhere from four to six sets. Now, I would recommend that you get very comfortable with your form and the exercises for anywhere from about four to eight weeks. And then after you get to that point, you're going to move to the beginner to intermediate level. At this level, you're still a little new to weightlifting and still trying to understand and grasp some of the concepts and exercises, but you're going to have a little bit more weightlifting experience, kind of understand where everything is, understand different machines, and have the basic knowledge of how to do correct form. So now you'll be paying attention to using progressive overload and adding some weights into your exercise. Progressive overload is the process of increasing intensity of your exercises and your workouts. So you have the option to add weights, you have the option to decrease rest time, increase sets, reps, or even play around with tempo. When you're paying attention to intensity of your workouts and understanding when you need to increase intensity, you want to look at something called the RPE scale. And this is called the rate of perceived exertion. Basically, it's a scale of zero to 10, zero being absolutely no exertion and 10 being failure. So you'll use this scale to tell when you need to increase any intensity in your exercises and workouts. I always recommend that your rep ranges should set you anywhere from one to two reps from failure. So if you're looking at 
at having three to five sets and eight to 12 reps. Basically in all of those sets, when you hit rep eight, you will be anywhere from one to two reps from failure. And when you're getting closer to the point where you can reach rep 10 and you still feel like you could rep out some more exercises, this is a sign that you need to increase intensity. You can do this by increasing weight, which is usually the first option. And then you can also play around with sets and reps, but I would highly recommend, especially at the beginner to intermediate range that you increase the weight. So for a beginner to intermediate, you're usually going to have anywhere from three to five days of weightlifting per week. I would say no more than five to seven exercises per workout and around three to four sets of each exercise hanging around that 10 to 12 rep range. This is pretty much the ideal set and rep range for building muscle. So you'll want to be paying attention to the RPE scale here, as well as making sure that you're adding in some weights to different exercises. At this point, you're probably going to be moving moving away from the full body workouts and into more upper and lower body days or push and pull days. A push day is when the exercises require pushing movements. So chest press or leg press. And then the pull days are things like bicep curls when you're pulling the movement or if you're going to be doing like hamstring curls. After the beginner to intermediate level, you'll be in the intermediate level. This is when you're looking for more structure to your workouts. You might have hit a little bit of a plateau and you're looking for what's next. So you need some more challenge and routine and structure and definitely some progressive overload in your workout schedule. So you should be doing anywhere from three to five sets and eight to 12 reps for your exercises. And your primary goal should be advancing in these exercises. So increasing your weight and focusing on tempo of the exercises, really bringing back in that mind and muscle connection and paying attention to feeling the exercise and slowing them down so that you can make sure that you're really isolating the exercise to the muscle group that you want. Your routine will very much look the same for your workout. So week over week, you're going to be doing the same exercises. And this is really going to help with consistency and making sure that you're targeting those muscles and increasing weight and strength over time. As you increase weight and strength, you'll start to notice muscle building. But remember, you have to properly fuel your body at this time as well. So getting enough calories and getting enough protein is going to be crucial. You also want to pay attention to compound movements. This is going to be extremely important at this stage, focusing on around three to five compound movements per workout. I would again say not to exceed over five to seven exercises in a workout because this is really going to make sure that you're taking your time and focusing on improving each exercise, but three to five compound movements in those total exercises and anywhere from one to three isolated movements. Some examples of compound movements, if you're going to be doing a leg day, this would look like leg press, deadlifts, hip thrusts, and then isolated movements would be things like hamstring curls or hip abductions, things that are going to be isolating those specific muscle groups. Lastly is the advanced level, and this is when you're going to be looking for really advanced weightlifting. I would say most people would fall into this category if they're looking to really increase their muscle mass or strength, and most people will be people that are looking to compete or at a higher level, maybe like an athlete or something like that. At this level, you'll be doing anywhere from four to eight sets and anywhere from five to eight reps of each set. The reason for this is you're focusing on strength at this point and your primary goal will be increasing your strength. 
And when you're doing this, you're going to have to have more sets in order to have lower rep ranges, because when you're increasing your strength, you're going to have to be loading on the weight at this point. So you're not going to be able to rep out a lot. You're going to be way closer to failure in the lower rep range. And at this point, you need to make sure that you have enough sets to compensate for the low rep range. This is when you'll start to see strength improvements and weight improvements, but it definitely takes time. This is a very challenging phase in training and you have to be patient with yourself because this is when you won't be seeing huge improvements when you're trying to increase any sort of strength or weight in an exercise, it takes a lot of time and patience, and you will be definitely dedicating that time when you have the higher sets or the lower rep ranges. With advanced training, you're going to highly be paying attention to your nutrition, but you also will be having a little bit of customization around this. I really think that you have to put your ego away when it comes to advanced training because you're not necessarily going to be lifting glamorously, as I would say. You're definitely at a point where you're humbling yourself. You're putting on weight that you're not used to because you're doing the lower rep range. Sometimes you get one rep out of the weight that you're doing and you have to really work at this. A great example of this would be pull-ups. When somebody starts pull-ups, you don't start repping them out typically. It's probably one that you're struggling for and then you have to work and build upon that and build that strength naturally, which takes time. So it's definitely a point when you have to check your ego and make sure that you're doing a weight that's actually going to help you progress and that you're not loading up weights and constantly sitting at that one rep range. But instead of having that higher weight that's only allowing you to get one rep in, you're going to have to check your ego and be able to lower the weight so that you can increase the reps that you're doing. This is where you're going to see the progress and when you're going to start seeing the weight increases. So maybe on your last set, you'll be able to do one rep of that high weight, but not focusing all of your four to eight sets on that high weight, really lowering that weight down to the point where you can get anywhere from four to eight reps. This training program is definitely going to be intense because you won't be repping these exercises out. You'll be really focused on perfecting your form so that you can increase that weight and really focused on your nutrition and your training consistently, especially if you're in a cut or a bulk, this is going to look very different program wise. So at this point, most people are working with a coach if they're doing like a competition, but it's going to get very granular and you're going to be paying attention to little tweaks along the way. So this is an intense training phase and usually not one that a lot of people get to. Most people kind of linger around the intermediate. Now with all of these different training programs, you're going to have to kind of figure out where you you fit in. And the best way to do that is to understand what your goals are and where you stand comfort wise with weightlifting and nutrition. When it comes to your fitness goals, it's never a sprint. You have to give yourself time and you have to be patient and really get used to the exercises and perfect your form. It is a lot like wasting energy if you just go to the gym and throw around some weights. If you're not paying attention to the mind-muscle connection, you're wasting your time and you're wasting your energy because you're not targeting the muscles and you're just literally using energy. You're not actually going to get results from anything like that. So you need a structured and consistent plan that you can do a lot, you can do consistently, and that you can do properly. And you need to pair it with a proper nutrition plan. This part is skipped a lot. People will go to the gym and they will go consistently, but they never pay attention to the nutrition aspect and making sure that they're getting enough fuel, they're getting enough protein, and they're getting the right amount of calories 
per their goal and what they're training for. Lastly, I just have to say the question that I get the most is, will weightlifting make me bulky as a woman? It takes such a very, very long and intentional training plan to help you grow muscle. You have to be eating a lot, you have to be training a lot, and you have to be extremely consistent. And when you're at a point where you're really trying to put on muscle mass and you're really trying to increase strength and size, you have to have almost a coach by you because there's so much that goes into it. You have to be very diligent and understand the different layers to it, paying attention to tracking your reps, tracking your sets, tracking your intensity. And if you're not doing all of those things and tracking your nutrition, you're likely not going to see intense results. So the long answer to that was what I just said, but the short answer is no, you will not get bulky. It is so challenging to put on muscle mass. Most women find it very challenging in order to put on a significant amount of muscle mass. If you've ever tried to grow your glutes, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't happen overnight and therefore you will not get bulky. It's just not in your genetic makeup. The people that are bulky are the people that are intentionally trying to be that way. And they've been doing it for a really, really long time. And they're eating significant amounts of food. So the best way to see results is to find a workout plan that is one that works for you. The one that you will do, the one you're going to be consistent with, and the one that contains compound movements. I also think you need to find the one that works with the level that you're at so that you're not wasting energy and you're not wasting your time at the gym. Find one that's structured and find one that is tailored to the level that you're at and the training level that you are able to do each day. The other common question that comes with what workout program is best for you and how to see results is why you might not be seeing results after all of the workouts and the nutrition that you've done and ways to fix it. First, your nutrition. You need to be very consistent with your nutrition, more so than your training. Your results truly do happen in the kitchen and you need to be making sure that you have balanced meals that you're eating enough protein. This is the most common issue that I see. Women do not eat enough protein and that you're having balanced meals with complex carbs, healthy fats, lots of micronutrients, and a significant amount of protein so that they're balanced and they keep you full, but they also keep your blood sugar stable, which is extremely important when you're trying to lose body fat. Next, your sleep is a huge contributor to your results. This is when your body rests, recovers, and rebuilds. Rest is the most important part of your training because without rest, your body is not able to recover or repair, so you're not growing. During rest is truly when you're growing. When you're working out, you're breaking your body down and in hopes that you're going to be getting stronger. But if you're not resting, you're not allowing your body that time to recover and rebuilding it stronger. So you need to pay attention to your sleep. You need to be sleeping anywhere from seven to nine hours consistently. And the best way to do that is building a morning and nighttime routine. Your nighttime routine should set you up for success for the next day. And your morning routine should set the tone for the day. Another reason you might not be seeing results is your workout plan isn't structured. You're constantly changing up your workouts, your exercises, and you don't really have any plan or consistency behind your workout plan you basically just show up and do whatever you think about that day. 
You need to have structure in your reps, your sets, your workouts, your exercises, and be doing them consistently. Just like anything else, consistency is the backbone of results. If you're not doing it consistently, if your workout plan has zero structure to it, you don't even know how many reps or sets you're doing. You're never paying attention to your weight or increasing your intensity or paying attention to tempo. You're not going to be seeing any results. You are truly wasting your time and energy. Instead, you need to have structure in your workouts. You need to have a plan in place where you're doing exercises and workouts consistently. You need to understand the rep ranges, the set ranges, and also paying attention to your progressive overload. When things feel like they're not challenging anymore, or you're feeling like you're in a plateau, you need to change it up. Not necessarily your workout plan, but you need to be paying attention to, are you increasing your weight? Are you paying attention to tempo? Are you decreasing rest time? Are your sets going up? Are your reps going up? And where are you on the RPE scale? How are you feeling intensity-wise? Where can you make changes? Next is you're not eating enough and you're not eating enough protein. I see this a lot when clients first sign up with coaching and taking a look at their nutrition, they are severely under eating or they're very far under their protein goal, usually anywhere in the 50 to 60 grams and around 1200 calories versus where they should be at for their metabolism and their training, which is usually closer to 130 grams of protein and closer to 1800 calories. So you need to make sure that if your goal is to build your glutes or to get stronger or get more toned, you need to be eating enough. If you're under eating and you're not eating enough protein, you're not going to be able to build muscle. Your body's not going to be prioritizing building muscle mass, and it's definitely going to affect your metabolism. And you'll likely be at a point where you'll even start binge eating at night or on the weekends when you're starting to feel really hungry because you've been so underfed all week long. And this is when it's easy to binge on carbs or on fats like pizzas and chips and cookies, but you don't generally have a craving for grilled chicken. So you're not likely loading up on the extra protein or anything else that's going to be helping you build muscle mass, you're going to be loading up on extra carbs and extra fats, and it's going to prevent you from reaching the goals that you're wanting for. So having balanced meals, making sure you're getting enough protein and making sure you're eating enough so that you feel well-rounded, you feel balanced, you're fueled for your workouts and you're giving your muscles what it needs to recover and rebuild. Another reason why a lot of people don't see results is because they're not consistent. And most times this looks like letting go on the weekends and being really strict during the week and eating healthy. But when the weekends come around, food looks really different. You indulge a lot more and you don't pay attention to your nutrition as much. And it's also a lot of getting too busy and not prioritizing your nutrition or your workouts during the week. I see this a lot when people get to the point where they're no longer driven by motivation and they notice how they have things that come up or events that are um, coming up a lot and they don't have the time to go to the gym because they're prioritizing other things. It could be sleep. It could be events. It could be drinks with friends, whatever it is, it's a prioritization of something else rather than their nutrition and their workout schedule. And the last point is that you have to have balance. So that kind of ties into this one where yes, you should be going out and you should be enjoying yourself, but you have to kind of look at it like an 80, 20 rule. 
80% of the time you need to be consistent. And to put that into perspective for you, that's 26 days out of 30 days in a month that you need to be consistent in order to see results. So you can't be every single Saturday and Sunday out drinking and eating fried foods and not paying attention to your nutrition and expect to see results because you're past the 80% mark now. You're now trickling closer to the 60% mark and that's where you're going to be staying very much the same and maintaining versus either increasing your muscle mass or in a calorie deficit where you're seeing fat loss. So you have to be balanced, but you have to be consistent. So 20% of the time, it's totally okay to enjoy a meal out. It's totally okay to go out for drinks with friends, maybe skip a gym session here and there. But if you don't have that balance and you're constantly giving up on the weekends or saying it's okay, and you're going to go for drinks with a friend and eating out at lunch instead of the meals that you packed, you're at a point where you're not being consistent and you're not balanced enough where you're going to see results. The other aspect of balance is you might be yo-yo dieting or really getting burnt out and quitting and then starting up again. And there's no balance because of the restriction level. Either you're too strict to the point that it becomes unsustainable and you no longer want to do it and you've lost all motivation, or you are even at a point where you yo-yo diet, where you try one thing, you don't see results quick enough. So then you try another thing and it continues It has to be balanced. It has to be sustainable and it has to be realistic. If you can't see yourself doing it for the rest of your life, it's not for you. The results come from being consistent and building a lifestyle that you can do every single day. You should never look at it as you're on a diet plan or that you have insane amount of restrictions that you have to follow for a short period of time because those don't work. You have to find a way to be consistent with your workout plans and you have to be very consistent with your nutrition. So it's a process of falling in love with it and falling in love with your nutrition and your training plan and getting to a point where you actually truly enjoy every single day. No, I do not enjoy going to the gym every single day, but 80% of the time I would say I do. I really do enjoy my workouts. I enjoy everything that I eat and it's a process of just falling in love with it and learning how to fit it into your life so that it's sustainable and it doesn't feel like you're constantly dieting. So the best thing that you can do is develop a routine. I would recommend that you go and listen to my last few episodes around setting goals and habits and routines and really how to reach those goals by having structure and breaking them down. Then go and create routines around the goals that you have set for yourself that help you stay consistent and help you actually reach those goals. You need a daily routine in your life for your workouts, your nutrition, pretty much every aspect of your life to be consistent and see results. Anything that you want to achieve, really there's a routine and a habit behind it. So understanding what that is and becoming an expert in it because you need two things. You need balance and you need consistency. And if you have those two things, you will have success at anything that you want. Everyone's goals are different. What really matters is becoming a master of knowledge around the goals that you want to achieve and understanding how you can reach them. Then you just have to do the work that is required to get there. I'll leave you with this. Work isn't easy. It's not easy and it's not hard. And at the end of the day, work is just work. If you want it bad enough, nothing will stop you from getting it. Everyone can achieve anything that they want to, but the question is, will you do what it takes?
I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something about how you can structure your workout plans and see results. If you're looking for help in building a workout or nutrition plan, you can apply for the wait list for my one-on-one coaching program. I have it linked in the show notes or feel free to join my workout app. You have a seven day free trial available to you. And I have a lot of different workouts and challenges available in there. And I will see you guys in the next episode.